0: Welcome in episode 10 of Real Estate Conference with Jake and Steve. My name is Jake Boucher. I'm Steve Boucher. can't believe we're already in double-digit episodes. It's kind Love of crazy. It. Love it. Keep them coming. I know. Every week, every week, we're trying. And like we promised, this episode is going to be a part two to last week's episode where we talked about uh, real estate prices. Are they negotiable? If you haven't seen or watched or listened to that episode yet, then you know, find, uh, the link will be down in the description to go easily access that episode. So then you, you'll you be all caught up. So like, like I said, this is just gonna be a continuation. We're gonna dive into more aspects of the ne- negotiation process, like what can be negotiated when it comes to real estate. If you're new to this uh, podcast, I'll say it again, he's gonna be kind of uh, you know talking about the, all the information, giving you some answers from what his experience and what he's learned over the years. He's been in the business since what, 1985?
1: Forever, 1985. Yeah, he's he's yep. kind of a
0: veteran. Uh, so we're just going to kind of jump right into it. We're going to start off by talking about uh, price. Uh, we've we talked about price various times, and he's just going to kind of do a little background about it and talk about the negotiation process for price.
1: Well, as mentioned in other episodes, and especially part one, we uh, referenced the market conditions. Obviously, that has everything to do with your negotiation power. If you're on the seller side in a seller's market, you don't have to negotiate anything. It's all about most that you can get. If it's a neutral market or a buyer's market well then the seller doesn't have the leverage the buyer does and they can negotiate everything we're going to basically take it from a neutral market normal conditions homes are on the market with no fighting not a million offers coming in um, and that's where i'm going to basically be taking this conversation So yes, in a normal market, typical, not a flurry of 10 offers in an hour like we have currently, yes, you can negotiate price. Right now, you're negotiating price in reverse, where buyers are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 above what the seller is even asking for. So that is negotiating price. It's the market taking care of itself in reverse. This is very unusual, though, in my career. I have seen above pricing, but not to the degree
0: we're currently in this this has been nuts there's some signs of it potentially slowing down but nothing solid
1: it does seem to be stabilizing but there is still no major inventory flux coming
0: so we're and we're waiting for it to slow down a little bit so we can start you know going after certain things but for the time being, we're kind of watching and keeping an eye on it. closing costs. I don't know if we talked about closing costs at all in this podcast. We might have briefly mentioned it, but um, kind of go into the because closing costs are negotiable. If you had, if you didn't know that, and just kind of talk about how it's negotiable, what you can do.
1: Banks banks basically is. allow the seller to contribute towards the buyer's closing cost. Uh, roughly, I think it's three and a half percent of the sale price of the house, there's um, going to be closing costs. There is an appraisal. There's an underwriting fee. There's attorney fees. There's title searches. There's deed preparation. There's all kinds of different things that go into a purchase or sale of a house. And under normal circumstances, you can say, I will give you a full price offer if you give me back closing costs up to two and a half percent, three percent, three and a half percent or whatever you need, or think you can negotiate, they don't have to say yes to that. They could counter and say, I'll give you 2%. Everything is negotiable under normal circumstances. Closing costs can be part of that. Uh, There are certain closing costs that are not negotiable. Uh, Please seek to your lender, depending on your program, whether it's conventional FHA or... Whatever type of financing you're going into or market you're into, um, second homes are different a little bit. So seek your, your counsel with, with your lenders about closing costs, but they are normally able to be negotiated.
0: Well, like you were saying before we went on air, a lot of things, so many things in real estate are negotiable, and we got a big list of things to talk about. And this probably isn't like the tip of the iceberg. This
1: is the tip of the iceberg. I'm going to give probably about 15 examples coming up in this episode. And there's so many more. And
0: we're going to try to explain it as best we can, as quick as we can, so we can get to the point and kind of, you know, have a smooth-flowing episode. And with that said, we're going to roll into the next segment, which is special assessments that's also negotiable.
1: Yes. Every now and then, you're going to be in a situation where the property is in a neighborhood or a community, and let's say that they just had sewer lines brought in down the street or in a certain section of town. Well, the town doesn't have the money to do that unless they charge the taxpayers in that community, those are called betterments. Um, it could be for multiple other things, but water supply, sewage lines, upgrading town hall, there's different things that they can apply. Uh, but let's use sewer lines as an example. Well, they take the bill of the, of the installation of the sewer lines. There is a connection fee that the immediate homeowner gets to pay, lucky them. And then there is a citywide or division-wide um, fee for the service of the contractors, literally physically digging the road, the manual labor the materials, the connections, and all of that fun stuff. Um, So there is a betterment basically charged against the real estate, against the property. What if that's $10,000 paid over the next 15 years? Did a buyer know he doesn't have to accept that as part of his future taxes. He can actually tell the seller, I want you to pay this up front at closing because you're making a million dollars off the sale. That's one example. A second example, real quickly, is condos. If you have a condo and they're doing a special assessment for, it could be septic systems, it could be all the new roofs on all the buildings, painting, new decking, paving, it could be a million things. Well, they can charge all the homeowners a special assessment. As a buyer, you can negotiate. Look, you know, I'm not going to pay that $5,000 for the special assessment. Is there a way we can negotiate that? Split it in half, you pay all of it, whatever. Again, in the, this current market, the buyer would have to absorb all of that because that's what the market's demanding. But those those are the things, the betterments in special assessments they're negotiable. Think about it. And you have to ask the question if they're even there.
0: Yeah, you really got to do your research before you decide to negotiate on something in particular. And, of course, you can negotiate rent and lease. Leasebacks, that's a very broad topic. If, if Well,
1: if, if you're a seller and you are moving to a different state, but your job doesn't start for three months, you never thought the house would sell this quickly, what are you going to do? <laughs> So where are you going to live? You're going to live in a hotel for three months. So a lot of people, will especially in this market, can say, all right, look, I'll sell you the house. You can close it the first of the month, but I can't move for another 60 days. I can't move for 35, 40 days, whatever it may be. The moving trucks aren't coming until the 21st. You can negotiate to close on the deal as long as it's all in writing, documented, seek legal counsel, make sure the lender understands what's going on. And that can be potentially negotiated so you can stay in the house an extra two, three weeks, whatever it is, up until the point where you can move on. Um, That's something people never think of. Sometimes it can be in the reverse and the buyer can move in a little bit early. Understand, a lot of attorneys don't like that. Lenders don't like that. What if somebody moves in the house, fails to close on the loan? Now they have full physical control of the house and they're not paying and there's an issue. So the reverse can happen as well. So be very careful with those, but that does happen.
0: I think that's kind of the big theme for what we've talked about in every episode is to be careful. You got to watch your back. Got to have your you, team. You got to research. Got to know what you're doing you gotta before have you your team. take that first step. Got to have a great agent that understands
1: what's going on and they've been through the ropes. Got to have your attorney in play. You got to have a good lender in play. Got to have your tax accountant in play.
0: Yeah. Do you do... Do your, your diligence. diligence. Yep. Personal items, including like real and personal property, I and mean, give briefly talk about what's real and what's personal property for those of people who don't know.
1: Well, you're buying the real estate, you're buying the physical structure, you're buying everything attached to it, typically. Uh, that's the real property. That's what you're buying. However, if you're buying from an estate, if you're buying from somebody that's going out of state, um, somebody has passed away. The house is fully furnished. There's lawnmowers in the garage. You can say, I will offer 100,000 or full price, leave all the personal items. We will take care of them. You might be coming from a situation where you have nothing so this would give you furniture in the home it would give you the lawnmower to get started it would give you the tools in the garage to get started none of those personal items can be put into the mortgage or into the appraisal it doesn't help value but a lot of sellers in certain circumstances will say just have it for, you know free free of charge so personal items i have seen an entire house and garage filled with riding mowers and tractors and all kinds of things left behind multiple times so personal items can be negotiable depends on the situation sellers moving out of state don't want to haul it they're going to buy everything new when they get to the new beach house estates nobody's going to live there the kids don't want any of the stuff they could just they just would probably feel better leaving it so there's multiple uh, situations where personal items could be negotiable
0: uh, seller finances uh that's seller that financing a, yeah 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 top of an episode in itself. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do one of those. Maybe okay. we will. So just kind of just kind of briefly talk about that.
1: So even though you've been to the lender and you have a mortgage application and a pre-approval and all that, you submit your, your pre-approval typically when you submit an offer to the seller. However, there are a lot of people in this world that have money. They own multiple properties. They might be in a position where they don't want the full cash the full sale price cash maybe there's no mortgage maybe they've owned real estate investments through the years they've rented it out the tenant has moved out now the house is empty it's free and clear they're like let's just get rid of this one okay maybe they are in a position where they don't want three hundred thousand dollars in cash but they want to take the mortgage they might want monthly payments maybe for tax purposes You know, there's a lot of different reasons um, that, that, that could happen. You can negotiate that the seller, instead of the bank, the seller take on the financing. Okay. And basically, instead of sending the check to the bank, you send a check to the seller. He gets a monthly, he gets a down payment still, probably, and he will get the monthly check instead of the bank. He gets interest. Rocket science. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> that's the you're saying, rocket science.
1: Rocket science. It's not smart. It's not, I don't have a degree. <laughs> it's not dumb. You just have to understand the scenario at hand.
0: Rolling right along. We're going into equity. Uh, that's what, what you got in your house and all that fun stuff. So,
1: Okay. On multiple scenarios, I have seen people live in a neighborhood. I grew up in a traditional neighborhood, middle class, all similar homes in the neighborhood. And we were all little tykes running around on the street playing hopscotch and kicking the can and doing all these little outdoor games. We didn't have the Internet. We didn't have smartphones. The kids played outside. So all of the adult neighbors would come home from work and see all the kids playing outside.
0: Don't see that anymore.
1: Well, you do. You do in a lot of places. You do in a lot of neighborhoods. Uh, But what I'm getting at is when the kid grows up and they're now 19, 20, 21, 23, whatever it may be, they're now about to get married. They're now about to to move on with the next chapter of their life. They're out of school. They've got jobs. They've got an income. They might want to go back to their roots. They might want to have their children and their spouse grow up in that environment continue their roots. They might approach Mrs. Swiggins down the street. She's too old now. She's going to move in with her children. She's moving on to whatever different part of her life, active adult community, whatever. So Mrs. Swiggins is approached by these people. Oh, Tommy, I love you, Tommy. I remember you as a kid, you know, you used to help me with groceries and mow my lawn and whatever. That person, you can say, I will buy your house for X dollars, but is there any way you can give me a gift of equity? give me a 20% down gift of equity. There's your down payment, it avoids PMI, you're getting a reduced value because of your prior relationship, because that's how you grew up and you know them personally. And she might feel very warm and fuzzy because her house is going to somebody from the neighborhood and she knows it's gonna be maintained and continued. There's such a connectivity there. There's all kinds of that. There's relatives, an elder grandparent moving on to a different environment, moving to the clubhouse down in Florida you take over their house they're a relation they might ask just but you have to ask you have to understand the scenario that helps with your down payment that helps with your cash flow that helps reduce your mortgage lots of reasons but a gift of equity don't sell it short multiple, multiple
0: properties. properties at one time so and uh, you like talking about like investment properties including uh, like your personal residence and all that correct of stuff.
1: as a, as Referenced a, a buyer might be interested. I might be interested, and I want to start collecting two family, three families for retirement income. So I approach somebody. They have a two family. Looks like it's a little run down. Needs maintenance. They're sick and tired of it. Rumor from the coffee shop down the street says this guy is looking to get out of the business. He only owns a you know a few. I can approach him I can say I'd love to buy your property leave your tenants there don't worry about the repairs I'll take it over for a fair price X oh by the way do you have any other properties all of a sudden he could sell me three of his properties he wants out of the business, he wants to cash out, I want in the business, I have support back up to make sure I can do a better job than he does. I might have a property management company or a person behind me, repair team, I could be a contractor myself, whatever, there's a million different reasons. But you can negotiate multiple properties. You might need different mortgages on each. You could also do a consolidation loan through some of these private lenders. They'll put a financing on all three. Do it as one package. So, don't be afraid to negotiate if you're in the business of investment properties, taking over more than one property by any given seller. It doesn't have to be individualized. Okay. It can be packaged. Wrapping up, Well, last, uh, last thing we we're going to
0: talk about. So, when I think of 1031 Exchange, I think of investment properties. And I guess it kind of fits this this segment. Well, that's how I, yep, that's yep, how I yep, see yep. it. Yep. I'm, I'm sure, I don't know too much about it personally, but I'm sure um, it... it like, involves personal residence and all that fun stuff as well. Uh, so, kind of, you know, give a, little, give a little background about the 1031 exchange and how you can negotiate it.
1: Okay. All right. So, real estate can be exchanged. Huh? <laughs> real estate can be exchanged. Let's say somebody lives in a beach condo down at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina.
0: Good, good area.
1: And they lost their job. Or they get married or engaged or something happens, mom gets ill and they're up in New England. So they're now in a position where they have to come to New England. So they're looking around at homes up here. Well, what if somebody that loves golf in New England is tired of New England winters and wants to go someplace warmer where they can golf? Okay. Mind blown, right? (laughs) So... Why can't you, if you're Florida, Texas, someplace Southern, and you're coming up to a Northern climate or vice versa, a Northern climate to a Southern climate, you might be able to have the perfect package where instead of actually shopping everywhere, you try to figure out if you can exchange properties and if it works out. Well, I wasn't thinking of Myrtle Beach, but damn, you got a place right on the beach. you got golf courses all around you. Yeah. Works
0: out perfectly. Let's do that.
1: So that's a 1031 exchange. It's basically trading properties of similar, pretty similar to equal value. And there are people out there in forms and all kinds of stuff set up all ready to rock and roll for that. So you can negotiate that, just trading properties, or they might have an investment property in a different area. I wanna get investment properties. You buy my regular single family up here. I'll take over your investment property there, exchange, cause they're similar values. This industry, there's so much you can negotiate that you don't even know. But you got to have an open mind at the opportunities that may be presenting
0: themselves. That that was great right there because I I just learned something new. I, I'm doing this podcast. I'm he's doing all the giving all the answers and stuff because he he knows what he's talking about more. I'm just I'm barely in this industry. I don't even like it's, it's overwhelming. This is me. why you're learning. And I'm doing this podcast as a learning experience too. I'm trying to learn from him, but just like you guys out there. And I just yeah. So the ten thirty one exchange. I learned something new right there, something I never heard of. I didn't know you could do that really, but now I do, so. Now you do. Yeah. So And with that, we're gonna start wrapping up this episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys for watching and or listening. If you learned, if you got value out of this, I mean, that's our goal to get, just to give you guys value and, you know, help you in your situation, wherever, whatever that may be. We just appreciate you guys being here and give this video a thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe to the channel by hitting that red button down below, turn on post notifications, subscribe to the podcast, review it, On whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on helps helps us and it tells us that we're on the right track and giving you guys value which is what this is all about so again thank you and we will see you on episode 11 see you soon send comments please yes comments as well or you can contact us I got descriptions down below you can reach out to us via email phone Uh, check out our website
1: Like what we're doing? Tell us. Don't like what we're doing? Tell
0: us. Yeah, we're up for some criticism. We're always trying to improve, so whatever whatever you guys got, we'll, we'll be here. We're all ears. See you soon. Bye.